following podcast contains naughty words. Things you wouldn't want your kids or your parents to hear. But frankly, we, we don't give it. Thank you for joining us again. This is Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. And we're here with the Diesel Performance Podcast. Coming at you today with some really cool topics, but as always, we want to get started by saying thank you for all of the social media interaction we've had. Uh, The YouTube comments, please keep them coming, guys. We try to stay interactive with them. Same as the Facebook private messages. We've been getting a lot of those lately, Danny. I know it, and we would like you to subscribe to our YouTube channel and also our iTunes. Yeah, please subscribe and comment on the on the iTunes and uh, definitely subscribe to the Duramax Tuner YouTube channel, which is where you can find all of our podcasts loaded on YouTube. Uh, today's topic, you want to introduce it, Danny? We're talking tractor tuning. Tractor tuning. Who would have thought? Uh, we're also joined today by Nick Pregnitz. Happy to be here as always, fellas. Absolutely. Thank you for coming back. And we have a new special guest, Logan Eck. Hey, how's it going? We're doing great, Logan. Uh, Thank you, gentlemen, both of you, for joining us today, Nick in person and Logan on the phone. Uh, The reason we brought you guys into the podcast when we started talking tractor tuning is, Logan, you've tuned quite a few tractors here recently. Is that correct? Yeah, we've uh, we've tuned four of our deers, and then uh, we've just got one uh, case uh, quad track on our farm, a 600. And uh, we run about, about 10 tractors total. Of the of the bigger tractors, and we've got a few little smaller ones. So, yeah, that's what we're running. So, that's awesome, man. I'm I'm really glad to hear it. You know, when we Danny and I obviously have a lot of experience with tuning. When we talk tuning, I'm always thinking drag truck, pull truck, tow rig. I'm thinking about trucks. I'm thinking about Volkswagen cars. Tractor tuning is something that's new to me within the last few years. I would say five years ago, I had never heard of it. Tractor tuning is a is a really cool niche is a really cool little cutout in the tuning market you know the truck tuning like you said it it makes you think about going fast it makes you think about sled pulling it makes you think about burn rubber having fun occasionally being an idiot right yeah you don't do that shit in a tractor right <laughs> right that <laughs> costs too much exactly yeah. i mean you don't do it long because you get in trouble for it <laughs> um you know the whole idea behind tractor tuning really comes down to economy you know what's what's the best thing for the efficiency of the farmer and the farm i mean if there's one thing that i know i don't know that much about farming but i know a lot of farmers and i know that they're all about getting rid of bottlenecks and they're all about efficiency and when some tractor that's underpowered is holding up the operation man they want to fix it that's it that makes a ton of sense logan how about you what got you first thinking about tuning a tractor how did you come across that well we uh we run an 8130 John Deere. Uh, we bought back in 09. We bought two of them. And uh, we just, we run a potato digger behind it. And we're digging four rows at a time. We run row four into it. And sometimes you just get into some spots, and it's just uh, the tractor's in 8130, which is the lower part of that series. And it just, you know, it just didn't have enough room. So we, uh, we purchased a, ch- a chip, which I don't know if I can just sell the brand but we bought a chip for it and uh we just it it worked for a while and it just never worked and it broke clothes tractors start smoking and everything and i found you guys and i just thought man let's just give these guys a try and i talked to chris and everything and you know you know i was just kind of first worried you know you know if we're going to upgrade this tractor you know it's just kind of a weary subject you know if i want to boost this thing up to an 8530 you know and Am I going to start having stuff fail? And he reinsured me, you know, 
hey, this is, everything's the same on this tractor, you know, if it was an 8530. And I said, well, let's go with it. And we, uh, I tuned it. Put it all up in 8530, and we couldn't really tell the difference, you know, pulling up and down the road with it, you know, getting the planter moved around for planting potatoes. And uh, my brother-in-law, Craig, he plants our potatoes, and he hopped in it, and as soon as he got a full load on that potato planter, planting eight rows at a time, he's like, hey, I can already tell the difference. And this was not very favorable planting for us, and potato planting, you just can't wait till it dries up sometimes you just gotta you know to ideal conditions you just gotta go do it and he said there were spots before that tractor would lug down you know and just kill itself and he said times now because this tractor's got so much more power it just it just pulled itself it just kept on digging so that's when i knew let's just keep on doing some more of our tractors and see where we can get that's awesome, man. And I think there's a few points in there that we want to dig into and kind of dissect here. I would say the first is as you started to look at it, I don't mind uh, talking about what brands or what brands or what products you've used in the past. Really, what I'm most interested though is what type of chip was it? Was it a resistor chip, or, or I, I guess if you tell us the brand, we can kind of work backwards from there. Yeah, it, it, it was a TNS performance. Okay. Uh, chip. I, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm. You know, I'm not exactly the best. You know, I'm not an extreme diesel mechanic, what you guys are, but I mean, it uh, it, it just plugged into the fuel pump there on the right side of the tractor, and that was it. And you know, you zip tied it somewhere where it wouldn't fall off or you know break <laughs> off, and that was pretty much it. I'm, I'm guessing it's the resistor. You know, I'm it's just telling it to put more fuel into the tractor. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So, so you had a resistor module that didn't really get the job done. Well, um, let's, it, it, let's dig into it a little more, Paul. I don't want to. Yeah. You know, please. Because Logan brings up a good point where he st- he started and he got a chip for this tractor. And he didn't say he was worried about getting a chip for the tractor. Getting a chip for the tractor was a perfectly normal thing for him, right? So it's kind of interesting because this is the way the truck market started for us, too. There was, there was these uh, module-type boxes that were on the trucks, and nobody thought anything of it. You buy a module-type box, you upgrade the power on the truck or get more power out of it. Um, and then custom tuning comes out, and everybody's like, Oh shit! I don't know. I don't know about this. This is some real <laughs> stuff here. Like, you know, you're talking about going to an eighty-five thirty or an eighty-five twenty. Like, that's a that's a major step. You know what I mean? That's a especially when this chip is kind of like hit and miss. You know, right. like I'm you're having yeah. so so luck with this thing, and then we're telling you we can promise you some serious consistent gains here. And it it almost sounds too good to be true. And I think that's what a lot of a lot of farmers we talk to on a day-to-day basis, you know, that's kind of where we are in the marketplace right now is we almost sound too good to be true. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd say that's totally normal. And we do all remember the chips and stacking chips. Mm-hmm. Who here hasn't stacked a chip on a truck before? <laughs> 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 like imagine a bully dog, like there was anything ever yeah. that ran better, How right? How could this go wrong? Yeah. Um, but, but we did it, you know, and back then I, I like that idea that we were we were just trying to get a little bit more. That's what everybody said, right? And then when mm-hmm. it came to custom tuning, I read a post the other day on Facebook where somebody said, uh, I wonder if Suncoast has ever sent a thank you letter to EFI Live for building them an empire. <laughs> <laughs> and, I did I, see that too. Yeah, right. And I think any of us who have who have put big tunes on our LB7s or old five speeds can really appreciate um, where that's coming from. But with custom tuning, at least that was my thought when it first rolled out was, 
is this going to be great? Is this going to be too much? You know, I, I guess it's yeah. it's like any tool. It depends on whose hands it's, it's in. It's your typical great power, great responsibility thing. I mean, mm -hmm. when we tell you we can get that kind of power out of the tractor, you're like, well, that sounds great. But, man, that, that, that if they do it wrong, that sounds like that could go really poorly. It just depends on who you're working with, you know, and depends on what kind of uh, what kind of background and history and strategy they're using. Absolutely. And I think that also kind of drives me into the other point I wanted to dissect here. We're talking about an 8130 and we, we kind of smoothed over here of upgrading it to an 8530. Um, Nick, could you feel that a little bit and explain that a little bit more about what's going on there when we say we're upgrading it to a different series or to a different model? Yeah, I think Logan touched on that when you, you said Chris was talking to you and he kind of filled you in on what the difference was between your 8130 and, and like the 8330, the 8430. Is that about right, Logan? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it, what we usually coach a customer through is, you know, we, we talk about the transmission, we talk about the turbocharger, we talk about the fuel injection system, cooling capacity. You know, it, it's a 9-liter engine. And right. And that doesn't really hit home until you think a Duramax is 6.6 .6 liters and it makes 397 horsepower on an LML. Well, Logan's talking about a tractor that's a 9-liter engine and it's 310 horsepower. So what gives man yeah. <laughs> where's the rest of the power right um, yeah. and a lot of it has to do with you know a tractor is a rolling dyno cell the thing is under load all the time you know he's talking about his brother-in-law planting potatoes with it he's beating the shit out of it you know he's full throttle um it's it's running you know you don't run a truck like that usually so you run a, you run a tractor like that and it's got to reject a lot of heat and so the cooling system has to be up to the task it's not that it's a the engine can't make the power Nine liter engines can make fifteen hundred horsepower. You know, it, it, they just can't get rid of the heat, especially when they're going five miles an hour or whatever he's planting at. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so when we're talking about upgrading it, it comes down to what hard parts are on the tractor. Is that right? That's a big part of it. So, if they have the same components for cooling, for turbo, for injector, if they have all the same hard parts, the only difference between them is really the electronically controlled tuning. That's that's a major. That is. The secret John Deere doesn't want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Logan, so you you have five tractors tuned now. Did I catch that correctly? Four deers and a case? Uh, let me think. So, oh, I'm sorry. Three, three deers and a case. Three yeah. deers and a case. Okay. Uh, have you had any reliability issues? No. Uh, I mean, we've, this, I mean, we're rained out today, but I mean, we've ran pretty hard. I mean, that, that same tractor I talked to you about that we're playing potatoes with, now we're hilling potatoes with it, fertilized. And, and then, uh, you know, we, I mean, if anything, we've seen something better. And, I, you know, I don't know if that's something that you guys were involved with. It was one of our 94 thirds, one of our four-wheel drives that we operated there with one of your guys' tunes. We, we've had issues with that, that 9430 and uh, with beer and everything. And, and uh, but we always had an issue it seemed like and this is where i don't know if you guys had anything to do you know with the tune but i mean it the tractor seemed like it wouldn't be primed when you let it sit for a while and you hop back in that tractor and start it up you'd have to turn the key on and let it prime up and then then it would finally fire well now we can hop in this tractor hop in the cab turn the key and it fires right up like it was brand new so i mean it's I don't know if you know if that's something. I wish we could I'm take sure credit for that, Logan. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think that's. Uh, 
you know, I wish we could take credit for that one, but I don't think it's something that uh, that the tuning but it, fixed necessarily. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's overall. I mean, it, it, I don't know. If it, it, it's a it's a totally different tractor now, and we're we're so dang happy with it. Yeah, and we've got a lot of stories like like Logan's. You know what I mean? And, we, and you know, he's um, he's tuned up with us just starting this season, right? So you've run through your planting season or into your planting season now. So it's not like you got tons of hours on your machines, uh, but we do have customers who've been running our tunes for two or three years, you know, over spring and harvest, and uh, you know, it, it's just a no bullshit product, man. That they, they run. There's a reason Deer warranties them up to 360 horsepower. It's because they're triple free. That's awesome. I I have a question for Nick. I can understand as a salesman personally that when somebody else buys a product, let's say a TS or Steiny or Steinbauer, and they already purchased this, they already invested their money into a product, how do you overcome that when you talk to a farmer? Yeah, that's a that's a big thing that we want to run into is, you know, especially guys in Logan's situation where they have a, a chip on the tractor previously or they've experienced that. And, you know, not all, not all uh, chips fail um, or not all have failed yet. Um, but, you know... There's a big difference between the chip market and the custom tuning market, and it can be summed up in pretty much one sentence, and that is, does the tractor know how much fuel it's injecting into the system? And anytime you put a module-type box on a tractor, you're fooling the fuel system. You're fooling how much fuel the tractor is using, and it simply doesn't know how much fuel it's using. Now, that's that's fine if you have a non-variable vane turbocharger and the tractor is not emissions-equipped, um, you feed more fuel. It's just like any diesel engine. You feed more fuel, you get more exhaust energy, you drive the turbocharger, the air comes, everybody's happy. You know, worst case scenario, your timing's not right. You, you know, runs a little bit hot, a little bit smoky. Great, it's a diesel. But you get on these newer tractors, these 8R series, you know, um, interim tier four, tier three, final tier four. I mean, you're talking about a delicate system. You're talking about a system that really wants to know what the air fuel ratio is in the engine. Um, and, not just for not just for engine performance, but I mean, you want to know what fuel you're injecting so you can calculate your fuel usage. You know, when you look at your data, you want to see what your what your uh, gallons per acre, what your fuel rate is, and these boxes aren't doing that. You know, I hear the on the advertising, you claim that for every acre, you can save up to a third of a gallon. If you do three thousand acres, you just saved a thousand gallons of fuel. How true is that? And we want we want you to see that. You know, and you know, the, the guys with the boxes, they're seeing false information on their heads-up displays, and they're saying, holy shit, am I saving fuel? Yeah. And are they saving fuel? Probably. Is it as good as their heads-up display says? Absolutely not. Um, and also, the long-term reliability of the tractor is suffering. Make no bones about it. It's suffering. Um, when you use our calibrations, the tractor knows exactly how much fuel it's using, and you look at your heads-up display and it says you're saving fuel, take it to the bank, man. You're saving fuel. It's a no bullshit number. It's not sending out some fake report of fuel usage. The tractor knows what's going on, and it's operating exactly like it should. It's able to compensate with boost. It's able to compensate with timing, and it's able to use its emissions control system the way it should. So the power manager definitely brings a lot of value to different tractors. And Logan, I guess one of the things I I have to question you about, um, are you guys seeing a time saving? Like by having more power, are you upping the ground speed of your operation? Do you get in? from the, the end of your day sooner? Are you are you utilizing that extra ground speed, I guess, is the question here. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we're just, I mean, you know, we're running a couple more miles an hour faster with 
what we're normally at before and you know we get in there get it done and move on to the next one you know the point you guys are talking about the fuel savings i mean it's i i've seen it i mean you know we're we're not using as much fuel it's just and that's just a big you know big thing and we cover a lot of acres with our tractors and you start getting in that saving a third of your fuel I mean, that's a big you know 33 percent savings that's a lot i mean we we go through a lot of fuel and it's just uh you know, way way things have been. You know, that's a that's a big thing. Is you know, saving as much fuel and trying to be as efficient as possible. I mean, that's just the that's the whole farming motto. I think. Yeah. Using what you got and trying to be efficient. You know. Yeah, they say the price of wheat is down, the price of corn is down. So you got to do everything you yeah. can to put some money in your pocket. Yeah, you got to you. We got to do what we got to do. I mean, some of the markets have rebounded. I haven't really looked at them today, but I mean, they're not like what they were a couple of years ago when you had you know, almost $8 corn and, you know, $13 beans. I mean, you know, you, it didn't really bother you, but, you know, with the way the markets have been, I mean, exactly. you got to be smart. pennies and try and save up what you got. Yeah, and I, I think it's, you know, Logan talks about it like it's no big deal because he's a farmer, but some people who aren't really in the field every day don't might not appreciate what two miles an hour means in a tractor. So, Logan, can you tell us, like, you know, let's say you're planting uh planting potatoes or running a piece of tillage equipment, can you put it in perspective a little bit what two miles an hour means with a tune? Like, where did you start and where are you now? Oh, I, I mean, you know, I mean, working ground, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, you're, you're boosting up a couple, you know, acres, you know, quite a few more acres an hour, and you're just, unless you're paying a guy to sit out in a tractor and... Yeah, and, I mean, what uh, would he be running you know, for a mile an hour getting, before you're the You're getting tune? it done, so, you know, the, the planter behind it can get it done, too. And the planter's not waiting behind the tractor, you know, waiting a half hour for the guy in the tillage tool to get it worked so he can get it planted. Okay. And, you know, we had a, such a wet wet spring, and like I said, you know, we're just keeping the, the potato planter going and getting it in the ground is a big thing. Absolutely. Okay. Are you saying that you guys went from, like, 8 to 10 miles an hour before tune and after tune, or are you guys saying you went from, like, Six to eight. I, I guess I'm just kind of, kind of trying to find a, a number I could throw at an average, maybe. Yeah, I'd say that on the tillage part. I mean, you can go and go so fast, you know, while you're planting. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to get sloppy with your planter and everything, and have skips and everything right. like that. But I mean, yeah, I'd say I'd say with our tillage tools, you know, you're boosting up from normally where you're going maybe seven, eight, you know, and you're going up to you know nine, ten, you know, with with tillage. That's a that's a. <laughs> That's a big deal. <laughs> That's awesome. It is a big deal. Yeah. And I, I think I think you phrased it really well is when you're out there in a planner, you're not getting caught behind the guy running tillage. You, you, there's a like you had said earlier, Nick, there's a bottleneck that the tuning fix. So I guess it does make a lot of sense just in an operational standpoint. Get yeah. these things moving, get them down the road. And then everything else kind of starts to become icing on the cake, right? Uh, you're using less fuel. You're making more power. You're running more efficiently. You're out of the field quicker. You're paying farmhands less. You're downshifting less. You're working your machine. You know what I mean. Your your machine's running less RPM. It's uh, yeah, like you said, it's icing on the cake. Okay. So okay. what do you do with all your extra time and money now? I just <laughs> want to know. Me? Yeah. We go we go find something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> What's the price of beer these days? <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I do want to say uh, thank you very much for coming in uh, for the podcast, Nick. Thank you very much for joining us today, Logan. 
we appreciate no yeah we appreciate you guys getting with us today and uh, having a great topic to talk about because this is definitely something that a lot of people are going to be listening to and they're going to have further questions so if you have any further questions feel free to call calibrated and talk to one of the guys they'd be glad to talk to you absolutely and before we take off too quick here uh i just i'm going to ask you guys both uh is there something that we should have asked or is there something we should have talked about today that we skipped over so logan we'll start with you is there anything you would like to tell people about tractor tuning in general uh, first thing, I mean, what I was concerned about, don't feel worried about it. It was, it was, you know, it was kind of a little weary of a thing, but that's just something to get over. Um, it's just been a great, great thing we've done. Uh, you know, one thing I know you guys, we didn't touch base about was our reduce on death on our case tractor. That's a big thing. You know, it's just, uh, just another way to become more efficient and we've just, uh, just couldn't be any happier with it. Great, great. I appreciate that, Logan. I mean, the the thing that I would add would be, um, if you're if you're interested in doing this, you know, you need to identify kind of how what kind of candidate you are. And the the best tractors to upgrade are those tractors that are lower in the series, right? The eighty one thirty, the eighty two forty five R, the ninety four ten, the ninety two thirty. You know, all those th- and. and Sorry, I'm just kind of lingering on deer because Logan's got me stuck on deer right now. <laughs> but we also tune Case and, and New Holland. So there's, you can imagine the similar tractors for that. Um, so, you know, if you're lower in the series, even better for you. Not that we can't go over the top of the series, but like Logan's Steiger 600, we can't get carried away with that model because, you know, we don't we want to play it safe. Safety is a big thing. We want to make sure that we keep the tractor safe. You know, they're expensive machines, and you don't want to be loose with them. Um, the other thing that I would say is that you know, with tuning, you can go back to stock. So there's always going to be that one comment on the thread or wherever that says, oh, but you just voided your warranty. Always. Like, aren't they only a year warranty for John Deere anyways? You can buy extended. It, it depends. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. And, you know, the, the thing is, did tuning the tractor cause the failure? And, you know, our strategy behind tuning <laughs> is that we... You know, you heard the whole thing. We, we stick within the series. We play it safe. Um, odds that you're going to hurt the tractor because of tuning, very low. Again, you can go back to stock. Someone's going to have to look to see if the tractor was tuned, and that's only possible on the newer tractors. So if you're out of warranty, you know, it doesn't matter anyway, but if you're in warranty, you know, something you want to you want to consider. Is, is it worth the risk to me? Um, if it means trading that 9410 off for a 9510 and you're going to have to eat 30 or 40,000 dollars, right. might not be a big deal for you. You know what I mean? I can tell you I can tell you straight faced, I don't think we're going to cause a problem on your tractor for the next 5 years. I think you're going to be just fine. Right. But you know, it's a risk and that's a huge deal for farmers if they're going to go out and buy something and they realize they can buy something in the beginning of the series or the middle of the series, they got to be kissing you on all four cheeks at the end of the day when they realize what you can do. <laughs> and Danny's one-liner made it in the episode. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a, better than last week's. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I have to bust something out. I can't go a whole episode without saying something. Well, yeah. Without, a one, without a one-liner. Right. That'd be crazy talk. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I do want to say again, thank you, Nick. Thank you, Logan. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Not a problem. You guys are always welcome to stop by and check us out if you ever want to. We're, we're just a stone throw, stone throw away, I guess. So you're more than welcome to stop by and we can be more than happy to show you our operation. I dig it. I'll drink your beer and eat your steak. That's what I'm good for. <laughs> you are. Get the potatoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was implied. All right, guys. This has been Paul Wilson. And I'm Danny Voss. Thanks for listening. 
The Diesel Performance Podcast is brought to you by Calibrated Power Solutions, home of DuramaxTuner.com, developer of performance engine and transmission calibrations for a wide variety of late model diesel powertrains, including the Duramax, Cummins, John Deere, Jeep, and many more. For more information and the best customer service in the industry, check out CalibratedPower.com or call 815-568-7920. So what do you do with all your extra time and money now? I just want to know. Yeah. We go go find something else to do. (laughs) (laughs) 